Hello and welcome to Cordial Concentrate with Brett Crossley and Tom Bennett, the 15-minute concentrated version of the podcast where we mix and contemplate cordial conversations about the world, the people in it, and their work. Well, welcome everybody to the first episode of Cordial. It's great to be here. Brady, mate, how are you? Very, very good. Happy to be here and excited to see where this takes us. Absolutely. It has taken a little bit of time to get to this point of actually putting our record together, but uh, we're flying and ready to go. So kick us off. Tell us what we're going to expect from our little conversations that we're going to have on the podcast. Right. So I think what we're going to be doing here is we're going to make a place where Tom and I can have these really interesting conversations with the funny, the inspired and possibly the very hardworking folk of the planet and start to understand where they think things are going. The hardworking people need to have their voices heard indeed. Exactly. They need a break. They need to have a chat to us, you know. Not sure that everyone's going to be wanting to do that in their spare time considering the amount of shit that we talk, but that's all right. (laughs) It is all right. (laughs) I'm sure we'll make it work. (laughs) Absolutely. So, yeah, we're going to start in the industries uh, that we know and love, that we're invested in, the contacts that we already know, just so that we can get the ball rolling, I guess. But we don't want to limit it to that. We, We know that we're going to going to have opportunities to talk to other people from other industries. Exactly. Yeah, so we've got a, probably a quite a wide range of interests and fields that we want to explore. We're not going to only stay in the areas that we, we know about. So it will be a fun journey and we hope everyone who's listening will enjoy the ride with us. Absolutely. I mean, you're going to have to bear with us a little bit if you listen at home. Uh, we're not known to be the best presenters. We didn't exactly go to media school and, and learn how to best present ourselves in front of the, the microphone as it is, but we'll get there in the end. We'll be flying. Exactly. We're crafty. That's it. That's it. Well, Brody, mate, Cordial, it's an interesting name for a podcast, that's for sure. I know everyone loves a good cordial on a summer's afternoon. It's a beautiful drink. And that, for those of you who don't know, cordial is a sweet, sugary, juicy concentrate. But how did we associate it with this podcast, mate? Well, you know, in actual fact, my dad picks the fruit. <laughs> what? That that makes the cordial. Legit? Have you missed my joke? <laughs> oh, no. It's the iconic ad. What do you mean? All right, let me chuck it on. All right. Oh, no kidding. That's a classic. That childhood nostalgia you're bringing up. Maybe we need to get them on as a sponsor. (laughs) Cotties. Not a bad idea, actually. In all seriousness, though, we landed on Cordial after a really great conversation where we both kind of realized that there are so many people out there pursuing their own goals in their own contained little bubbles. Um, So as a result of their unyielding pursuit, we're kind of unaware of what they're striving for and what future they're attempting to bring into the present. We think of these people as the cordial concentrate in the metaphor. Tom and I are just adding water just to make their thoughts more palatable, uh, especially for our simpler minds. Oh, mate, the simple minds, that's it. I mean, I probably wouldn't class you in the simple mind. I think I'm bringing down the group here. Oh, very, very modest of you, Tom. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> 
Yeah, so we thought it would be really interesting to sit down with these people, you know, understand where they're coming from, explore their motives and find out a bit more about the way that they think. Uh, so we're, we're going to do that and then we're going to add our little twist on it by sitting down afterwards with each other and talking through what we heard, the ideas that we liked, the ideas that we thought needed discussing. Mate, we might even get in a few few uh, little tussles about what, what our opinions are. Yeah, give us a fair shake of the sauce bottle. That's exactly right. Funny story, my family about that. My uh, my grandpa was uh, wanting wanting the dead horse, the tomato sauce, on his snags, and in in the nice living room. And I, I must admit, my grandparents were pretty t- traditional, so the nice house, and they always took care of the walls and painting the walls, and they always had tablecloth on the on the table. <laughs> And my, my grandpa's gone for a big shake at the sauce bottle and didn't realise the cap was off. It's gone all up the walls, all over the dinner table. My grandma absolutely exploded. Yeah, he would have been in the dog box for that. Yeah, I think that was the first time I learnt about domestics. But <laughs> Mate. <laughs> oh, dear. You gotta learn from the best, I suppose. So, Brady, you mentioned earlier that you were in the economic and sustainability and environmental space for your your degree. And our first guest that we're going to be interviewing very shortly, and we'll have the podcast up soon, is a guy from Brazil who is innovating an agroforestry system in the coffee industry, which is quite quite exciting for for a lot of people and and definitely for for the project that he's undertaking cool for those at home us at home including myself what is agroforestry tom (laughs) well i'm not the most uh well equipped to to be speaking on the matter in fact eduardo the 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 guy we're going to speak to next week is but basically agroforestry is agriculture and forestry together so you're growing something inside a forest is the main premise of it. And yeah, his, his agroforestry is mainly built on economic outcome through sustainable environmental impact, yeah. Nice. Well, be interesting to chew on that, I think. Oh, chew the fat, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's excited as well. He's excited as well. Yeah, I bet. He's, he's onto, a, onto a winner by the sounds of it. Yeah. So I think that's a really interesting conversation what you're going to have and I think we'll we'll aim to have many conversations like that all throughout the coffee chain from you know the growers the different types of growing systems there are the different types of linking growers to buyers the whole collectives versus milling and all that stuff and then ultimately we we probably have a really good understanding of what people think is going on in the coffee industry and where where it's likely to go and that'll be interesting for us and for those who are not super clued in with the coffee market and perhaps those who are. And then from there, we can ride the wave and see where, where it takes us. Absolutely. Got to ride the wave. I, I spoke to, uh, he, he's a coffee producer in in Brazil and his family is Brazilian, but they moved to Chicago for a little bit anyways. They've moved back to Brazil and now doing more coffee producing and organic, funnily enough, coffee producing in Brazil, which is rather rather rare. He's like, <laughs> this guy is he's a funny dude and he, he explains to me the seven waves of coffee. You've heard about the third wave, of course. Definitely heard the third wave. And so not even we're in the fourth, but he's heading towards the seventh. The last one, he said, ride in the wave. 
seventh wave of coffee is riding the wave. Maybe we can dial him in at the end of the first one. <laughs> dial him in. Marcus Cross is his name. Get on to him. All right. He sounds like a character. So after we finished recording the podcast, we did manage to dial in Marcus Cross. So here he is talking about his seven waves of coffee from the countryside of Brazil. Wave one. Just give me coffee. Uh, You don't know what you're getting. Wave two. The Starbucks, the ambience. You get in and there's a barista and there's different methods, espresso and it's pour over. And then you see a nice environment. They start, you know, home outside home feeling. Wave three. Now I know my coffee. I want this type of coffee. I want more acidity. I want more floral. I want body. I want light. Now I know my coffee. Wave four. I want to know where this coffee comes from. I want to know who's behind it, which country, which region, which altitude. I would like to know everything I bring inside my body best asset, my kid's best asset. So I want to know the producer, I want to know if he's organic, I want to know if he's protecting the water, I want to know if he's protecting his children, he has future. I want to help if I can. Wave five. Now I am participating, I want to tip the farmer. I mean, the app is there. Let's create the app, you know, tip the farmer. I know, I know my coffee, the producer. I know my chickens, my eggs. I want my furniture. I want my table. Where this wood comes from? Wave six. Now I feel good. Every time I drink coffee, I feel good. It's not only my aftertaste. We're talking about my general feeling my soul i'm feeling good uh i'm participating it's it's really uh you know it's nice to be part of the solution because who's not part of the solution is part of the problem so now i i participate with everything that i consume things has to really have a meaning and be healthy to us and to the environment and wave seven the seventh wave, I will surf it or enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride to the party. It's going to be a hundred years from now. And then I'm going to give the eighth wave for the next round of talk. So, Brady, mate, what are your thoughts on the seven waves of coffee? It's an interesting one. Yeah, look, it was a big set out the back beach. <laughs> nah, for all seriousness, I think it was interesting how... He's, he was firstly he was looking a hundred years into the future. I mean that's quite impressive to think about the coffee market. You know beyond the next year is quite a feat um, in this day and age, and also the next year's yield. But um, I also really liked how he he moved from the third wave where the quality and the uh, taste aspects of the coffee are important to the customer. You know what kind of acidity does it? What kind of what kind of coffee are you drinking? How does it in the mouth? Versus the fourth wave where the customer starts to think about where it's from, how it was produced, the environment and the people that sit behind the coffee that make it as good as it is. That kind of change in the psyche of the consumer to me was quite interesting. And I, and I felt like every subsequent wave was just a increase in intensity of that awareness. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
one of the one of the aspects that I did love was the the idea of of the tipping app, something similar to Uber. Definitely allows the, the more vulnerable and least visible people in the chain to be rewarded for 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 what they're doing. And I guess let's face it, it's the most difficult part of the job as well. Growing the coffee, being out in the field, getting your hands dirty. It's, it's not the easiest thing of all time, I'll tell you that. Yeah, undoubtedly. I, it is an interesting concept, the the tip the farmer. I mean, imagine that. Just call it the app, tip the farmer. Check that if that's on the app store. Bloody hell. Before, yeah. we, uh, <laughs> before we post this podcast, Tom, we've got to make sure we've, we've earned the rights to that. <laughs> yeah, patent it. I mean, I guess the only thing that the, the downfall of that is that it's it's mainly focused on single farmer lots. Uh, which don't make up the majority of the world's coffee. Let's let's be real. So it would be a little bit difficult logistically if it's not, you know, if you're not thinking about just a single farmer. Yeah, but maybe you need to change your thinking too, Tom. Imagine if you restructured the coffee market in such a way that you could, you could just do a kind of a blunt instrument, if you will, where every person who's on this app who tips the farmer, tips farmers, coffee farmers from every country that is um, currently supplying coffee to this this local market that they're in, right? And say that there's just a pool of cash that every farmer owns a percentage of, and then you just produce monthly dividends. I guess that does make sense, but you're talking about millions of people there, mate. <laughs> it's, it still works. I mean, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Of course. I mean, yeah, so obviously it's, no, it's not an easy feat. You can whack this together in an afternoon, that's for sure. It would take, you know, a couple of years, maybe, maybe 10. I like the concept. For sure. I mean, yeah, perhaps the tipping app would do better in North America where they do tipping as a, as a necessity all the time as opposed to in Australia where we, where we don't really tip a whole lot. All right, Brady. Well, I think that, that concludes our first podcast. How do, you, how do you reckon we went? Not bad. Pretty good. Yeah. We took a little bit to get to this point right now, but uh, we're here and we're, we're onwards and upwards and we're going to be flying. No worries. That's it. Jump on the wave. That's it. So uh, everyone, keep your eyes peeled for more cordial podcasts because they are coming. Content. Thick and fast. Woohoo. Woohoo. <laughs> Alrighty, Brady. We'll catch you next time. See you, mate. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cordial Concentrate. You can hear the full-length version by heading to Cordial on all major platforms like Spotify, by visiting our website and Instagram at cordial.live, or simply check the show notes for a link. Otherwise, we will be back next time with a brand new guest to mix and contemplate more Cordial conversations about the world, the people in it, and their work. 